Welcome to every album ever with Mike and Alex. My name is Michael Mansour, and I'm joined as always by my lovely, reliable co-host Alexander Volt. Say hello. Hold back the road that goes. <laughs> I I suppose we'll all understand what that means in a moment. This is every album ever the podcast. We listen to every single album in the world, one artist at a time. It's a new discography per episode, and today we'll be discussing every album by Shudder to Think. This was Patreon requested episode. Yep. I'm so sorry. I don't remember his name off the top of my head. I'm Ooh, kidding. I'm kidding. You're in kidding. charge of that. Well, the reason why it's Nick, by the way, yeah. the thing is, this was requested by Nick on Patreon, but this was also requested forever ago by Dylan, like a regular standard request that yeah. we never get to because there's some, we have literally one band a week to answer these requests. Yes. There's a, 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 a thousand requests. It might take us our entire lives, but Nick assured everybody that we would cover them because he gave us money and my God, does money make a difference? So thank you so much yes, for supporting it really does help and make it make a huge difference to everyone who's been supporting. And if you're watching the old YouTube video, you can see me, I'm wearing the new merch because it finally came in the mail for me. Uh, most of the people who bought, bought the shirts, I think at this point kind of received them. Yes. Uh, yes. You should have your, I was, my friends got my, sh the shirts before I did. Yeah, really? <laughs> they did. They did. Uh, so huge thank you to everyone who's been supporting. It's a really, it's very flattering. It's in uh, it makes, it brings a little tear to my eye. Yeah. Very humbling. Mm -hmm. Yes. Thank y'all. And honestly, I was so fucking relieved when I, when I opened the box and I saw how good they came out. Nice. I was worried, dude. Yeah. I was, because I don't like uh, putting anything on sale unless I've fucking seen it first. And, and like, I was, I'm able to like, you know, wear it around a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so, I was a little, I was a little nervous because they, they wanted to sell before I, I received mine, but these are solid. Yes, they're solid. They yes, feel I very was, durable. They're comfy. They was, fit very nicely. Nice. Yeah. I was, uh, I was at Connie and Alex's house when, uh, their shipment arrived. I was like, these are some good teas. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. These look good. So if you want to do that, there's a link in the description to the store. We got all the stuff there as well as our other merch with the birdie on it. You know, and that stuff is pretty neat too. Uh, so go check that out. And uh, you know, usual stuff. Patreon. If you want to join the Patreon for uh, not just jumping the line like Nick did here to get us to actually listen to Shutter to Think, uh, but they also get discounts off merch, 20% off, as well as access to bonus episodes and other goodies. So that's patreon.com slash every album ever. It's all there. We really, really need you. So thank you <laughs> for everyone who's been there. Uh, <clears throat> and everywhere else. You can find us everywhere else. There's links in the description for everywhere. You can find me on Twitch. You can find me on the Instagram and all the Twitter. I don't really use Twitter, but it's there, I guess. Uh, and Alex, you can always find him at Mother Puncture. Mm -hmm. uh, but Oh, yeah. And by the way, Spotify playlist, because we have those two, because we do so many things here. We do so many things. We here. do. We do do a lot. Spotify playlist on Shutter to Think. You will find a link in the description as well as playlists associated with every episode that we've done for the most part. Uh, you know, all, all our favorite picks and whatnot. But all that, all that out of the way, we can yes. we can start on this band. Yes. Now, before we even say a word, I'm going to I'm going to say I'm going to say one thing. You say some things. Yeah. Alex doesn't like this band. I didn't like them at first. Oh, 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 oh shit. Oh, shit. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Uh, I think I may have like a type O negative reaction where I'm, I'm kind of fed up with them. Right. There are, I think, two albums I'm willing to venture back to. Sounds like you, my friend, had a type O positive reaction. Type O positive, Because, yes. dude, 
I type one negative is one of those bands that really sneaks up on you. Yes. Fucking at, 97. That was a fun ass episode. Pretty recently, yes. Yeah, it creeps up on you. I've, I've seen buddies of ours listening to type one negative. I'm like, yes, dude. <laughs> fuck yeah. We're doing Hell the yeah. Lord's work here. Hell yeah. <laughs> Black. No, I'm not going to sing it. I'm not going to sing it. Uh, <laughs> not today. But uh, share the thing. This is a. I'm assuming you didn't have any previous exposure. No, no, zero. And then doing my research, I was like, oh, here we are again with another Discord. Washington, D.C. Discord band. It'll be it'll be I could tolerate minimum. It'll be OK. And I guess it was OK. But um, uh-huh. first listens, I didn't. I wasn't impressed. Right, right. Uh, second listens, I was like, OK, OK. It's an interest. It's a weird band. And uh, I was only, I know they have new of the band for, you know, a couple decades at this point and only heard one song, mm-hmm. one song. And it was, it was on that discord compilation that I bought when I was like, you know, 11 years old. Yeah. Uh, so I knew that. And this band is so many different bands. Like, it's, oh it's, yeah. It's like just, I can, I can hear so many different bands in them. And it, it, the thing that kept me the most excited was. What the fuck is singer Craig, Craig Wedren? I think it's his last name. Yeah, yeah. What the hell is he going to do next on this next album? What is he going to sound like now? Because he, his vocal stylings do evolve. They they do all kinds of shit. And he and is a guy that I can imagine most people hating, hating his voice. It's an acquired taste. It, on, yes. on some albums, I didn't like it. And then I I came around to it and it's not nearly... It's technically impressive. It's technically yeah. impressive. It's weird. What he does, he's doing a lot of things. And this is as a guy who's went through a lot of fucking struggling with, with vocal stuff as well. And like a lot of listening for stuff. I could hear where he's at in his vocal training in per album. Yes. It's so yes. weird. That's accurate. Because, you know, he starts off as this wild man. I'm like. Yes. Very, like, yeah, you can tell he likes bad brains oh, on that first. On the first yeah, yeah. Yeah. Have a, like, you can hear the bad brains a lot. And then by the end of the journey, he's just his own he, own person. It, I would say it takes almost the entire career, the entire discography for him to find his voice. Yeah. Because along the way, you'll see him try something on a, on a, on a per record basis not so much like oh i'm gonna try something for this song and this song it's mm-hmm. like, this record i'm gonna sing like this and this record i'm gonna sing like this so like the the evolution seems a lot more like obvious there's a lot yeah. more like landmarks or something so you see parts where he's really really overdoing vibrato like he's yeah. like and it, and i do some of the early on ones yes. ah! yeah. it's like and i do mean f- he's forcing it not in, in terms of like uh I, you know what I do mean? Like when, when, he, when I say he's forcing it, he's he's trying to do it too often. And then also uh, he's doing this thing. I don't know how else you can describe it. It's, it you literally call it a force vibrato when your voice isn't, um, I guess, trained enough. So you don't really have the, the muscle the memory in your, in your throat or, yeah. yet. So you have to like put more energy in you to force it. Like, uh, like there's more, you could, you could hear him put it, pushing more mm-hmm. to make the vibrato because he's not comfortable enough to just go, uh, it's like really quietly and like gently. So as the albums go on, you hear him getting 
more relaxed, his voice and his vibrato is getting better. And, and it's just, it's interesting. And then sometimes he'll just go, you know, here's the, here's the album where I just do anything but falsetto. I'm just gonna do falsetto the entire album. Yeah. It's like, I, I really appreciate this guy, but it's like, I don't love everything he does. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I don't, it's weird compared. <laughs> I guess it's weird for normal people, but like, Compared to bands we've done, the the weirdness wasn't like that that high for me. It's it's definitely something you have to sit down and dissect. Yeah, uh, yeah, because it's not again, it's not super crazy. I mean, it's crazy, but it's not crazy crazy. It's not, it's still like registers as like oh, this is pretty. This is like kind of poppy. This is this isn't too uh, yeah. out there. And then sometimes they like, go, oh, this is really fucking proggy. And what the hell? Like, this is a whole album of just crazy shit. Yeah. Uh, so that's one that they, they're very unpredictable band. They sound different every record. Uh, and it, only toward the end, I would say, is when they start really changing writing styles. Because overall, it sounds like, you know, post-hardcore, early 90s stuff. Along yeah. The way. Yeah. I could feel it like revving up and changing each album yeah but yeah yeah uh like to me nothing was like a giant obviously if you listen to that first album and the last oh. one back to back you're like what the fuck yeah yeah but if you go in order there's nothing you see jarring yeah. yeah yeah so it's a good band uh probably, i'm probably not gonna go back to them very often but there is there are some takeaways that i got where i'm like i this has been in my head all fucking day i can't stop humming it like this, th- th- there have been moments like that for me let me uh no i'll wait till we get to the song I'll okay wait till we get to this uh song. so uh we're well they have how many records is this total that's uh i can't no i didn't count that's one two i literally can't skipping count. the ep one two three four five six albums six albums and one ep that we're gonna be covering so um i believe there's like some more singles and eps along the way but sure um, uh, and a few soundtracks which maybe we could that's uh, right uh, we should t- re- talk about that loose ends oh 100 yeah yeah because yeah. uh, craig did a lot of like really interesting stuff craig uh, and larson uh both of them you're saying yeah, yeah yeah both of them specifically for uh one of my favorite comedians and directors uh david david wayne david david wayne oh was it um what hot american summer what? yes it That's was right dude so yeah role craig, models craig craig Regin, did, did can't speak craig wedron that last name is fucking me up wedron. it's weird wedron. it's weird wedron. it's he so he did the music for a lot of stuff what american summer yeah reno 911 fucking he he did the music some of the music for uh, the whitest kids you know, which Trevor Moore just just died, oh, which yeah. fucked me up, dude. Did it? And I wasn't expecting a death like that to fuck me up because I, I didn't know you liked whitest kids. We I know did. that, mu- that I, yeah. much. Yeah. I didn't. The thing is, I, I watched when I was like in high school, and, yeah. You know, when I was younger and stuff. Um, I haven't watched it since then, but I, I liked that guy a lot. I, I even watched fucking Miss March a, a few times, which is it was not a great movie, but I liked it. Yeah, and I loved him in it. Yeah, and. Uh, I always like this guy, and he looks just like our friend Hawk. He looks like oh, Edge. Yeah. He's always he Edge. looks just like those guys. So uh, when he died, it's like that's too it's too close to like the things that I love too much. Like all mm. I care about is comedy, pretty much, and music. But like that's getting too close. And he was yeah. he was such a young guy, and it was a tragic thing. Oh, it fucked me up. Well, I felt bu- real. Yeah, because uh, you brought up Edge. I'll boost you up after at SummerSlam. Edge walked out to the Brood theme really at SummerSlam fucking um, oh, okay. oh. 
did the fire came up oh it's fucking rad amazing amazing like oh we're fucking nerds get, the, <laughs> get that alter bridge egg song out of here the brood music is well you don't like you don't like rob zombie <laughs> I mean, well, no, he just he comes out to the. Oh right! On this day, oh, I could see clearly. That's not bad. It's not great, but it's not great. But yeah. that brood music, goddamn, dude! They, I think they were ahead of like ahead of Blade too, like fucking, oh fucking Gangrel. Okay, that's set the that. stage, dude. Yeah, uh, but yeah, yeah, fucking Craig. He's done a lot of stuff. He's done a lot of. Uh, I, I was not expecting that Tim to have done a bunch of music for TV shows and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it, it's uh, it, it follows the trend of uh, Discord bands going on to have weird, lucrative careers in random, random fields like uh, the medication guy working for National Geographic. Like oh, medications, yeah, 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 yeah. Or Farrakhan. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of them. Uh, we have a con- someone left a comment on the Farrakhan medications video. Uh, forget the name, but they sent a link to Devin's current band called The Effects, and I was listening. I listened to like I don't know four tracks of the album. Like yeah. last night, I was like, "This is fucking rad. This is pretty fucking good." It, it reminded me of more Farrakhan than it does yeah. medications. I mean, we should do a, lo- a loose ends on that on yeah. that at some point. Yeah, I'm down. Sounds pretty good. But <clears throat> that was a fun Discord band. Oh hell yeah! So. Uh, Let's do uh, history of the band. Backstory. Let's do that. Uh, yeah. Not really, like, too much written about them. I, I imagine. Not. Yeah. I checked their Discord page and their um, the wiki. And, you know, they're from Washington, D.C. Um, I don't really know who they were influenced by, but... People who were influenced by them, Jeff Buckley, go listen to that episode. Didn't didn't, didn't he do a they song did, with them? Yeah, they did a song with them. That's right. And he, I found a clip where he said, like, uh, yeah, people think I'm unique and special, but these guys, these guys are. By the way, check out a Jeff Buckley episode, episode 72, that right there. And then, yeah, it's funny. I read, like, you know, like, Deftones, Incubus, and Cursive, and I couldn't hear it at first. And then at a certain point, I was like, I can hear all these bands. Uh-huh, uh-huh. All these bands. I think even Incubus and Deftones have covered that that big song. They were like, X French t-shirt. Oh, you don't need to remind me about that song. Love me some of that song. Yeah, yeah. That's, I've been that, singing that literally today all day. Yeah, I've been singing that vocal line all goddamn the car, walking around the house. That was the the quote I did to open up the. Yeah. See, see I I should have known that considering that I'm like obsessed with that song right now. Well, we'll get to it when we get to it. But yeah, so um, the first the first EP. EP and album, I forget what label they were on. Yeah, uh, it's some small one. But then, yeah, they make the jump to Discord later on. But yeah. They- yeah. So, uh, like I stumbled through earlier, uh, six albums total, but we're going to be covering the first EP as well. Um, it's it's Most of these things are like kind of bundled. Well, a lot of these are bundled together. So the first EP is kind of is bundled with the first album on streaming, at least on Apple. Yeah. Same with the, uh, a future couple albums they're like bundled together but anywho first ep came out 1988 last album 1997 so if you're ready i'm ready mm, 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 let's get into it this is 1988 it was arson <laughs> Man, this is some demo ass quality. Yes. 
Bogle's tapering vocals. Yep. Yeah. Um, Craig is kind of nuts here. Yeah, it's like this weird blend of like hardcore and like hard rock to me. Yeah, this is like this is like very definitive post hardcore as yeah. it happened. This is very like you know early Fugazi works. It's you can tell they came off the heels of hardcore, but they're yeah, yeah. This is uh, probably should have said it earlier, but yeah, this is a. More in common with like the replacements and Husker do. Husker. Husker. Yeah. <laughs> then uh then yeah, other yeah, other bands. So I really was taken with this EP for a little bit. I was uh, curious. I didn't know what the fuck was happening. Or uh I thought it was a nice little EP. I wasn't like excited. Same. It's like there's a you know, it's fine. I don't think there's anything it's it's rough as shit, but I mean you can like hear yeah, you can hear Yeah. The, the, the writing is good. Uh there's not I don't think there's a single actual bad song on here. Uh and I like Craig's voice at this point, I was like, this is a weird guy. I like this guy. Mm-hmm. I, so this is I think the weirdest he gets in terms of like going crazy unhinged and like uh Yeah. And I like that shit. I mean, I love that shit. It's like, that's why HR from Bad Brains is one of my favorite singers of all time. Yeah. He just loses it all the time, but he's also a good singer. Uh, so that stuff was uh, pretty, pretty rad here. Um, favorite track. On, there's only what, like five, four songs four, on here. Yeah. Four, five. yeah. I think the strongest one is the title track. It's so fucking rough, but that chorus is just so, it's just awesome. Really? Legit awesome. Yeah. I, I was okay about the title track. I was, more drawn to like abysmal yellow popcorn and row mm. and row row especially metal main riff and row oh yeah the, like to me you're talking about like the weird vocals on row like that's that's the weirdest yeah uh also we heard a little bit of it in the that song we were just listening to the harmonies they're everywhere yeah. they're just they're fucking thrown and it's something about vocal harmonies in really really shitty production that's just it's kind of hard to handle it's like because it i don't know it's just i like them but god damn this production is just so fucking rough yeah yeah definitely uh definitely warranted re-recording abysmal on the next one i wish they recorded every one of these songs re-record yeah, yeah. It, they deserved it like yeah because legit good songs uh and I don't know. It's, it's unique in the sense that that Craig would never do this again. And but the songs, I, I would say, this style of writing carries over to the next album, almost mm. like one to one. Yeah, yeah. So it it makes sense to bundle it together with the album. It it sure does. And I would say this is probably like not a great entry point for if you're trying to like discover the band. Like this is. I don't even know what a good entry point for this band I, is. There really isn't. Just I, kinda, I think the entry point just depends on what your personal tastes are. Sure. Yeah. What what you lean yeah towards uh, musically yeah. more than others uh but uh i mean other than that it's fine yeah i mean because there's a part of me that's like that doesn't give a shit about bad production because of the um, you know the whole harker punk punk up, rock thing yeah upbringing stuff but also with songs that are this technical and this deep and with all these vocal harmonies it's, you, just, it's you, hard to ignore yeah you want to hear all the the details and nuances exactly, exactly. uh but not it could be worse Okay, could be a lot worse. Could always be worse. Hell yeah, and it will be a lot worse as, as we get along. But 
Uh, now we're on the first first full length. Yes. This is 1989's Curses, Spells, Voodoo, Mooses. Which I do think is the wrong plural for Yes. yes. <laughs> Again, very like 80s. Now, Craig sounds like this the whole album. I'd say he sounds exactly the same on every song here. There's some, yeah. This vocally all over the place. I hate his, I hate his voice here so much. It's so whiny. I forget what, wasn't this album that I like disliked his voice? I forget. I guess we'll figure out where his voice started to like grind me down a little bit. But. I will say that it was at this point where I was like, uh-oh, <laughs> I may not like this guy. This, yeah. yeah. Although, except for like one album, short albums all around. It's very short. Yeah. All right. So... This one made me worried. It also made me worried. I yeah. don't I don't love this. Don't love it. Don't love it. It's not for me. It's really not for me. Um yeah. Although this version of Abysmal Yellow Popcorn Wall. Much better. Better. Much better. Better. But the vocals, they're way more great. <laughs> like they're stronger. They're like more better produced and they're more confident, but they don't sound better. No. Yeah. The, man, those falsettos at the end of Take the Child. Oh, uh, uh, it, that song, yeah. I like the song, but it does get weaker as it goes on. And, mm-hmm. and I've, obviously by the end, I'm like, Ugh. and this is where I was like, okay, these vocals are going to be a deal breaker for a lot, for a lot of people. Yeah. Like, this guy's voice is not a traditional <laughs> pleasant voice. No, no. <laughs> Although he does like later on manage to like rein it in and find this like style. Acceptable, he, found, yeah. he finds a style here. He's, I don't know exactly what it feels like. He's just trying shit and he's, I mean, fuck it. We'll just, I like the way th- this vocal line goes. I'll just sing this, but sometimes you got to really pay attention to how you're pronouncing stuff. Yeah. And how it actually, it's really, it's, it's, it's interesting. Like, I think we, we all take good vocals for granted. And I do mean good vocals in the sense that maybe they're not, the best trained vocalist, but just the way they choose to pronounce words. Like mm-hmm. uh, my album of the year for 2020 was, uh, you know, nothing is the ideal from all them witches. That dude doesn't go out of his range for a second. That dude yeah. sings in the same pocket, <laughs> but he does it so calmly and confidently and the way he everything just fits nicely so when someone's trying stuff and their voice and maybe they're stretching too far or pushing too hard you you won't be able to put your finger on it but you know something's off yeah that's how i feel with his voice in this in this record yeah um it didn't like upset me yet i was just like oh you know it's uh it's not quite punk it's not quite hard rock so i think it's like Discord is really the only label. It makes the most. It's for sure Discord band. Yeah, I don't know who you like advertise them to, but I mean, post hardcore is like even though post labels get all convoluted, this mm-hmm. does register as post hardcore. Like yeah, like you can hear Fugazi esque. Yeah, not like Fugazi, but just they're not 
completely foreign to mm-hmm. something like Fugazi. Uh, I did like this album a lot more on, on second and eventually third listens because uh, I remember I didn't like Love You Too at first. I thought it was like a tough listen. And by the second, I was like, this is fucking awesome. And then that, the third one, I was like, this is a good song. That's the first song where I could hear like current bands. Mm-hmm. That was the first song where I was like, oh shit, I can, I can envision like TV on the radio. Uh-huh. doing this. interesting interesting These are, they're good they're well-written songs like i don't love the presentation of all of them like fucking um like uh like touch or floating stuff but they're not bad they're not bad songs like mm-hmm. from a writing standpoint uh and i do really like i go cold and three sisters those those two songs are fucking rad three sisters has some of the most like unique phrasing i didn't I didn't even realize how much I like wrote notes about his singing and mm-hmm. I probably should have paid attention to other instruments, but I guess that's just how like dominating it is. Yeah. It really Until is. having this back and forth with you, I like, I was like, Oh shit, yeah. whatever. It's a vocal heavy band. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some of the phrasing on there is like a twisted like version of like, rem's end of the world when he's doing the like fast like oh yeah like it's man like the so unique the way he gets his vocals in on three sisters he's a really smart music maker even if i could see his his music not gelling with everybody yeah i always i did respect kind of respect it the whole way through uh but uh on streaming it doesn't have it, but there was a cover of uh, Imagine on here. John oh, Lennon. shit. Um, it's like right in the middle of the album. It's not on any streaming version, um, but uh, I listened to it outside of it. I don't think it's... Yeah, it's I'm, not a game changer. Honestly, yeah. I don't even like the original. I know it's blasphemy, but I don't. I fucking don't care. I don't even like the original. But it just sounds like a faster, harder mm-hmm. version of the original. It's fine, but you know, whatever. Um, And yeah it, uh, this is not a long album but it, i did find a drag find it to drag a bit because i mean he's singing the same way on every song here it's not even just that <laughs> it's like he's it's almost like he's revolving around the same few notes and it all has that really whiny wailing ah, ah. mm-hmm. and also it's fucking double tracked and i in the past i've ranted about how much i hate double tracking vocals because they all sound like ozzy and it doesn't really like it just has a very specific quality. Either you like it or you don't. Uh, it can work sometimes. I like the way like Metallica did it in the early albums. Mm-hmm. But like, I, I've always preferred to just have it, you know, single track. Or maybe if you're gonna double track, it have it do a harmony instead. But there's a, it's, I find it uh, on here to be pretty awful. Um, and then let it ring. It ends with that. And I, eh, I mean, it's, yeah, there's, it there's ends a, with a, yeah, there's a lot of so-so songs. Like first two songs are you know the big highlights and then you know maybe three sisters love you too yeah I, I still that. like three i still like i go cold a lot yeah uh but yeah um i i thought i was gonna get this worse and then i was like i don't hate it i don't i just don't hate it i didn't know what i was gonna give it <laughs> anything I, I thought I I, felt, I settled on a best pretty easily, but the worst oh, I had to go back and like really I, listen I, to stuff. I struggled with my picks. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh shit. Uh oh. We gonna disagree. But uh, time to move on. So this is if you're ready. I'm ready. 1990s ten spot. <laughs> Some heavy stuff. He sounds more like a weasel than ever. 
You know what I just realized? This band is like an artsier helmet. Yeah. This album specifically. Spe- specifically this one. This song, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it does sound like helmet. I think this is their, their worst produced album. This is the album where the vocals, I was like, I do not like these. I don't know if I like this band. There but, are some moments. But I think going through it and now coming back to it, I... Much like other songs, I think I like it a little better than on my my first run through. Man, so I I I thought when I'm like my first couple listens that that I liked his vocals better here than the last album. I don't. No, <laughs> I no. do not. <laughs> um, yeah, if you're listening on Spotify, this is bundled with the next album, that's Funeral right. at the Movies. So that's where you'll find it. Apple was nice enough to separate it. They still have it bundled, but <laughs> still have it bundled. It's, but yeah. I, it's so, and it, I will never understand yeah. these the cate- categorizing these albums. Uh, so the, I think is you know even though objectively the EP has the worst production. Yeah, I think this one is the one I like the least. This production because it's so goddamn uneven. You got so is this the least fit. No. Okay. No. So you don't like it the least. I don't like it the, the production, the production wise. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, because uh, there are virtually no mids on the guitar, which means there's no. You need mids to cut through. If you're sure. if you if you're too, if there's too much mid on the guitar, it starts to sound like every retro thrash band from like you know mid early two thousands mm-hmm. or like. You think about the, the really good uh, Big Business era Melvin's albums? Yeah. The guitar always has a brrrr or this really pointed mid sound because they have the giant bass, so they need to cut through. Yeah. You need mids to cut through, but too much can be shitty. There are none here. So this, <laughs> those guitars are might, they might as well not exist. The, like that song would slap harder if it had mids. So there's no mids on the guitar, so it's buried behind the bass and drums, and of course the vocals are in front of everything. The vocals yes, are louder yes. than everything, and he has the most <laughs> in, infuriating performances on this album. Yeah, someone should remaster this album. Indeed. Although I do still like a lot of the songs. Uh, um, yeah, that I mean, that song is pretty cool. Great arrangements, good here. riffs. Yeah. yeah. Um Jade Dust Eyes. Uh again, don't love the singing on that, but music the musically pretty pretty rad. It's almost pop punky. I, I was surprised at how much how much I thought it was nice. I yeah. loved how unhinged the guitar is on Rag. Dude, fucking bass lines. Great yeah. bass lines on the song. It's like <clears throat> good songwriting. It's just weird choices and weird production. It's just like always feels so wonky. Yeah, yeah. Also, about three dreams. I think is my favorite song on the, on the record. Is I'm gonna go back and God damn, it's pretty. Uh, it takes a while, but uh, especially as it goes on, it gets yeah. really fucking nice. Yeah, I don't know if the pretty stuff ever like works for me. It's not uh-huh. that it's like bad or offensive or anything, but I would never like. Ooh, I felt that one in I, my in my soul. I prefer the pretty stuff, but it is it, it is hit or miss. Yeah. yeah. Um, but. As much as I like those songs, that I do like Vacation Brian a bit. Um, oh, I before I forget, it's uh, about three dreams is is up there with yes as my favorite song because yes is fucking rad. Yeah, That's, you gotta you gotta put that motherfucker okay. on. You gotta okay. put on yes because it's at the very end of the album. I was already kind of like, all right, this is just another whatever, and then that song comes on and I'm back on board. It's gonna play prog rock, yes. 
it's very proggy in a sense. It is. It's two minutes. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. In hindsight, too, or not even hindsight, I guess it's right now listening to this. I like the one-two punch of this with, uh, shit. Tony told me? Yes. Yes. Works very well together. That's a great riff. Yeah. It's super, not spooky, but... Like panic, it sounds panicky. Yeah, yeah, they do have like uneasy, uh, <clears throat> what's the word? Creepy guitar riffs and yeah. some some mathy stuff that like rears its head and makes itself known. That is a thing. Like they are a mathy mathy band. Like they they would get mathier as they go on. Never like fuck. I forgot the guy's name. I watched a a video. This guy on YouTube, the Scottish guy, covered them, and it was. It's great because he pronounces words funny. Um, he made it a point that some of these songs are slowed down Dillinger Escape Plan songs. Really? And he like sped one of the songs up and I'm like. I'm like, God damn, he's right. Yeah, he's right. He's <laughs> fucking cool. right. I dig it. God damn. Also, shout out to that guy. I, f- I forget your name, but shout fucking out. Fucking shout yeah. out you. <laughs> shout out you. For uh, opening my uh, my w- worldview on what Shudder to Think sounds like. A uh, lot of shit on here, though. A lot of shit I do not do not care for. Like, speak, corner of my eye, fucking Craig Butcher's summertime train. <laughs> Fucking right. goddamn, dude. Really? Because, <laughs> like, corner of my eye, like, at this point, I felt like the vocals were just beating me down. But uh-huh. corner of my eye, I kind of like some of the singing on that. Maybe it's not so bad. I mean, it's not one of the worst. It is. I don't like it, but uh, I will stand by speak being Awful. so boring. Yeah. So fucking boring. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Summertime train. Uh, not great. But uh, the drummer. Ooh. Good drumming on that. Uh on the rain, I actually thought wasn't bad. Like it had good vocal lines, decent riffs, but the production and Craig's voice, they they just took over for me. They mm. they they won that tug of war. And <laughs> they just took the song for me. Like, but I still I still don't mind it as an as an album. Obviously, it's not my favorite or anything, but uh yeah. Problem good writing, good smart music makers with problems still. Yeah. I mean it's on Discord, so it probably won't get remastered. But- no. <laughs> Uh, if hell froze over one day and it did get remastered, I would, I would listen to it. Yeah. Cause I did feel, uh, like the coat of paint is really de- the deciding factor. Mm-hmm. Like if you're okay with this guy's voice, this type of production, this presentation, you're, you like this band. Yeah. And if you can't get over it, let's, let's see Let's see it later. Yes. Yes. And it's, uh, this, if this band wins you over on your first listen, like kudos to you, because this yeah this is a uh man yeah i'm still struggling with it at time of recording <laughs> i i found myself able to enjoy it and actually wanting to go back to stuff so yeah uh, i got there eventually but, yeah but obviously some the gears are still rolling for me yeah or uh, moving moving know, whatever turning. gears turning turning, they turning. Turn. that's right uh, we're smart men here uh but we got a few more now this one drives me up the fucking wall because they keep saying it's a it's a full length LP but it's like 20 minutes long and there's six songs 
I love it. I but, love show. <laughs> but they're st- they still say everywhere that it's an LP. Yeah. Full length LP. <laughs> it's not full length. Six songs <laughs> in 20 minutes is not a fucking album, you assholes. What the hell are you doing? Anyway, let's talk about it. This is 1991's Funeral at the Movies. This song. This fucking song. I was this like. I listened to it. I was like, hey, it's a song. It's solid. Yeah. And even after I listened to everything else, I just be like laying in bed. Do, do, do. This song will get you. I love, interesting. I, I love this a, song now. I think it's a weird opener. I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. But I love this song now. Interesting. It's like, oh man, it's like a bad religion riff on the like punky yeah. parts. And then it's just, oh man. It's yeah. very nice. I think it's a weird opener though. I love. I think it's brilliant. Now, at first, I was like, I think you guys could do better. Uh-huh. But yeah, this laying in bed, or this, or you know, when you're like asleep and you're kind of like half, yeah. half awake, half asleep. I this be like in my fucking head. Yeah. Also, you can all hear him doing a lot more falsettos now. But like controlled, he doesn't. He's not leaning on them. Yes. He's just he's throwing them in there. Oh man! All right, let's talk. Okay, so I love that song, but the rest of the album, I'm yeah, worst least favorite. Damn. Yep. Damn. And this. I, I'm actually surprised. Actually, that, you know what? I I get it. I get it. I, I'm surprised that that it it became so easy for me to pick this as works. Well, I don't I don't hate this at all, because uh, Red House is the only song I'd heard pre prior to anything. That was on mm-hmm. the the compilation that I had, and it's a fucking awesome song. I love that song still. You like this version better, huh? or the the the, the other one? Yeah. Uh, I have more nostalgia for this one. I think the other version is probably better. Okay. Okay. Uh, they do they re-record it later on, but. This version is the Discord version, obviously the version that probably gets played more often. Uh, but so six songs. There's not a lot of meat on here. Yeah, six songs. You got to make all six fucking Count. bang, dude. Yeah. And then right after Chocolate, you got Lies About the Sky. I that bores me. Yeah. Day Diddy. Eh, it's just like a. It's almost a non-song. It's like acoustic, mm. and he's super falsetto weed, and it's like a like less than two minutes and it's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I, I love red house and the title track is fine. And I, but I don't, I don't really I love like, it. I like the title. track. It's okay. I don't, I don't hate it. And I blew away. I think is actually pretty cool. And I actually really like all that psychedelic bullshit in a uh, ride. That sexy horse. I wanted to like that song so much. I saw the title and I'm like, <laughs> this song better be fucking amazing. I want to tell people one of my favorite songs is a song called Ride That Sexy Horse. You don't like the psychedelic parts? It's fine. It is what it is. I've I've heard worse There's white, of course white worse. noise, ambient jerking off stuff. Yeah. It's fine. I, but- found, I think whenever they, they, they dip their toe into the experimental psychedelic stuff, it is pretty unsettling they make it sound in a way that's kind of like claustrophobic and like kind of they're good they're good at that and they never like they never do it in a way like big black or slint does but they're good at like 
making you think you're listening to normal music and then here's this creepy shit Weird thing that it makes me think of um you ever heard the uh what is it called mama gina from shellac no, no it's off uh with thousand hertz which i think is my favorite shellac album and it's such a wild song because it's like starts out with this bass and guitar just kind of jam and then it turns into this really moody quiet vocal guitar only thing where he's like telling a story and then as he's going on that for like a really long time and it's kind of lulling you in this really quiet thing it uh, cuts to this gigantic buzzsaw loud guitar thing and it gets super loud and crazy and it's like that thing where it can kind of take you wherever it wants you to go Mm -hmm. that's that's the kind i do like that shit It, it can be a little bit frustrating when your speakers explode out of yeah. nowhere when you know you but uh so i didn't mind that the, the dicking around fucking psychedelic shit in that song but I it's th- still not like a great song <laughs> i think for me if a band's gonna do something like that although i guess you would argue at the end is the best because you can just turn it off but I think if that was like shorter in between songs, that's more the I agree. route. No, I agree. Because uh, again, when we, when you have six songs, you got to make, it's got to start strong and you got to end strong. Mm-hmm. And you don't want, if there's any fat in between, it's got to be over immediately. That's why I don't mind Day Diddy so much. It's so short, but also it's like you have such, there's so few tracks on here. <laughs> like if I, if I don't like something, it's going to stand out like a motherfucker. Not enough meat on these bones. It's yeah. ultimately why... I, this was a no-brainer worst. Like, there's, I, there's not enough for me to like on here. I think I just like chocolate in the title track so much that... I did I, it. I did it, huh? It makes sense, though. It makes sense. Oh, man. We still got... who? We got time left. We got time and albums left. I know. I thought this was going to be a short... Because the albums were so short, I thought it was going to be a short episode. It never... It never is. It never, it never is what we think it might be, which is also great, I suppose, in a way. Um... But I suppose it's time to move on. This is my worst and least favorite, but uh, you, my, honestly, there are songs, still good songs on here. And his vocals, his vocal approach is getting more, uh, I don't want to say contained, but a little bit more like he's trying to put more emphasis there's on the control. Control. There's control. control. Yeah. So now we are on to uh, an album length album now. Yes. This is 1992's Get Your Goat. I said that thing about he decides to go full falsetto on a whole album. <laughs> yeah. This is that album, everybody. <laughs> um, so if anyone's like a, a nerd for the band members, uh, guitar player, uh, Chris Matthews would leave, and Mike Russell drums would leave. Bring in Nathan Larson on this album and Adam Wade. Uh, so yeah, I guess Larson has a big impact, right? He's like second most prominent member. Yeah. I really like this song, but it does lack a solid bass. Like you have this bass line right here. But it's not. But I think it gets lost. Yeah. yeah and to his credit, I try to give him credit, and then he's just started <laughs> full settling right in my ear. <laughs> so, so to Chris' credit, uh, he is way more relaxed in the cell. So much more relaxed. Yes. The falsetto stuff gets 
out of hand. For you, I oh, before we go any further, personal favorite. Shut the fuck up. This shut. This is the one one of the two albums I will go back to. I this is just like a weird gumbo to me. Yeah, I mean the whole band is, but like, oh man. Um, Also, they would tour with Fugazi and Smashing Mm -hmm. Pumpkins, elevating their their status a little, a lot of bit actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, It is a good album. I I I mean, be so. (laughs) I'm just surprised. Yeah, but it is a good album. No, like I said, I hadn't. I had to like sort some some feelings out to give to give mm-hmm. this, but yeah, I just appreciate the variety in the songs. Like very unexpected. You never know when it where the next one's gonna go. Yeah, like this is probably like the most shoegazy album they do. Like, yeah. like you have that opening song where there's like touches, like little bits of it, and then you have like shake your halo down. Wait, but the the fucking outro of the opener, Love Catastrophe, that's like full on shoegazy yeah and it comes out of nowhere it's over immediately yeah like i wanted a full saw a full track of that that yeah you, the, there are ahead. a lot of riffs where i want them to be longer yeah. not not just on this album but like throughout their whole career but i guess that's just not the band that they are yeah they're a hop to neck to the next riff kind of band uh and the same with the shake your halo down it seems like pretty standard indie, and then toward the end, it just loses its shit yeah. completely. Gets all crazy. You know yeah, that's yeah, that's the band in the in a nutshell. It seems standard, but once you like really pay attention to it, it's it's not. But also, it it hurts them a little bit because I think it's what makes them boring. Oh yeah, it's not not nearly as accessible when they're you know, jumping yeah. around so much. And this is also the first album they start playing with little bit of dissonance they start hitting all kinds of wrong notes on purpose yes hideous riffs ugly yes. ass fucking wrong notes everywhere on purpose like white page or goat i think goat i love is the pretty, title track i'm not a fan of yeah, goat i all. love the title track it's uh it's a little noisier than it's uh very ugly the pre- yes i like appreciated I, that i liked white page more a lot and again it's another song that has a million parts most of them ugly as shit but uh the good parts in there are just so fucking great that i'm like i don't even care about any any kind of weird weirdness I, in it i think the song that that tipped it over in a personal favorite was uh i don't know how you feel about it but pebbles love it love it that is yeah. the right amount Beautiful. of noise with depression it's like it's weird Cause you think those two things would go hand in hand, but like to get that balance of like sadness and noise without overwhelming yeah. the other. Oh, it's, it's a, that song is a perfect example of that early nineties noise rock bullshit that I'm a fucking sucker for. Yes. Just that, that clangy overdriven, uh, or like boosted guitar tone. That's kind of clangy, like ring, mm-hmm. like that fucking tone all over the place that's probably like a really vague description but if you heard it you know exactly what i'm talking about <laughs> it i just love it's like my favorite kind of shit ever it's, it's all over discord bands it's all over fucking yeah. amaret bands and i it's uh, yeah I, I was pretty sold by that i will i will say um on like my first listens i did think they were this kind of a boring brainiac Mm-hmm. but it is very similar they're similar to brainiac in the sense where like certain songs if you're not paying attention you're like oh it just sounds like alt rock but then once you like you're like no this is mm-hmm. weird shit going on um 
rain covered cats. Oh, rain covered cat. Yeah. Oh yeah, that is the that is like the Matthias song. Oh yeah, uh, super Matthew. It kind of pretty pretty too. Pretty pretty, quite um, pretty as well. Didn't write the timestamp, but let me tell you, there's a riff in Baby Drop that is like new metal like oh yeah there's the, some really cool prog guitar lines in there yeah, yeah yeah there was a riff in there where i'm like this could be a corn song i don't love the song uh i think it also starts kind of clumsily after that intro too it mm-hmm. has a really dramatic big intro but some really good prog guitar lines in there um man i i forgot how much of this album is so damn ugly like because yeah they continue yeah. in this direction but i forgot that like they really fucking this is probably the ugliest the- album actually it is looking at my notes it's it, also the, it's the ugliest album it's also the most experimental because in in ways that i don't always agree with such as funny funny you gotta you, you gotta come on <laughs> tell me you don't like funny i probably did i probably did Let there's me. no way you liked one i have so many notes on that song i don't know i gave a personal favorite i might like it here we go when you go over to that the metalhead in high school and he has an acoustic guitar it's the only riff he, he knows how to play oh yeah hey sleeping this is the whole song pumpkin hey yeah, I, objectively, objectively, uh, not good. <laughs> but you know what? This the it's this band is uh, growing inside of me. So it, it is a weird band that you find things about it you may or may not like. Yeah, uh, I might, I might like pull a Robert and be like, yeah, it's fucking funny. That I mean, it's called funny. funny yeah. Well, it, I mean, it's just how long is that song? It's like five minutes, right? <laughs> something it's let me see too fucking long it's mostly it's like four minutes it's yeah. mostly acapella and it has like those you know purposely uh wrong note acoustic guitar stuff it's very experimental in the schumberg stance which is dog shit to me uh but at the at the very end again like even though i think that the song should have been dropped from the album it, it, ha- w- it wouldn't have yeah <laughs> it has these train sounds at the very end just train sounds fucking are unsettling i'm like mm-hmm. i like like when they just they're good at soundscapes somehow mm-hmm. like way more than you'd imagine that was my mic being an asshole to me uh but even then like the train sounds are going to save the whole song but anyway um weird weird closer weird closer yes uh although ending with the train track noises is a cool idea but yeah. not maybe not on that song maybe not on that song uh but Still, still, this one. If it wasn't for for his uh, his falsettoing, because he's falsetting on like every song, mm-hmm. uh, this would probably be like up there for me as well because it is very cool and the writing is very interesting. Yes, I appreciate how ugly and creepy it is. If I could like swap out probably something for fu- for chocolate. Oh, oh yeah, this would have been. It's just the holy grail. Yeah, this yeah. would have been. Would have won something else. So. This is Alex's personal favorite and a pretty fucking interesting album, uh, especially if you can handle some some abrasiveness. Highly recommend that. So we're on major label debut. One of only two Discord bands. I don't know who the other was. How the hell they they got a label, a major label? It, I have no idea. It just I, it's me. the same thing 
it's always Nirvana. And then if we're covering an alt rock band in the nineties and they get signed to a major label, Nirvana. it's always Nirvana. God damn. Well, this is anyway, this is 1994's Pony Express record. Another example of a song I didn't have any strong feelings for at first. Yeah. I dig it now. I think it's one of the ugliest and worst openers ever, and I still enjoy it. Dude, (laughs) also those vocals. They're they're all wrong, but it's by design. Yes. In a really weird asshole kind of way. Um, Party of mouths, a finger fan courtship. So 90s, too. Um, This is the album where I was like, I can hear how Incubus and the Deftones listen to this. Yeah. This is really rock. (laughs) This excited me because, like, this is how you, your first song on your on a major label, you put this song? Uh, it's amazing. It's, it's so fucking, it's such a, a wrong decision, quote unquote. Um, Worden, Worden uh, he would say that they kind of intentionally took advantage of the, the like Nirvana boom. Yeah. Because it was like these labels wanting either wanted like a Nirvana clone or they wanted the next Nirvana. So he was saying they were really taking advantage of the label wanting that next Nirvana and that you could do these weird things and they're not going to tell you no. Because they don't know better. It was proven that they don't know shit. Exactly. So it was... You you get your Nirvana clones, or you get a label like we're this throwing shit at the wall, and Fuck, your guess is as good as ours. Yeah, also best best personal favorite. Yeah, and th- like seeing how influential this record is, I'm so glad I knew nothing about its influence before going in. Like, I just listened to them all when working out, mm-hmm. and just decided which one do I like the most. It is no question. This is insane. This is a fucking weird, crazy like. This is the most non-major label debut, major label debut yes. albums I've ever I've ever heard. Yeah, and so, um, they were influenced by I don't know who the hell he is, but maybe you know some nerds that listen to this do. Uh, com- Avant garde composer John Cage. You know John Cage? I don't know. Never John. Oh, I don't boy. know who Johnny Cage is. <laughs> listen, Johnny. Okay. Oh, Johnny Cage, dude. <laughs> okay, John Cage is a fucking asswipe, and I'll tell you why John okay. Cage is an asswipe, and I've. I've referenced this guy a lot <laughs> because yeah. as the biggest dickhead for three fourteen, three forty four. I forgot. I think it's three forty four. Now I'm gonna double check just to to be sure um, before I even continue with the story because I like to be informed and I'm buying time. It's uh yeah three forty four I believe three forty four. Sorry four thirty three. Okay four thirty three is a composition by john cage where it's four minutes 33 seconds of silence Mm. and that's the composition because he's an asswipe and that's why i hate him because that's like one of the it's cited as one of the most like oh the composition is whatever you hear in the room Uh, oh okay you fucking lazy ass go fuck yourself i i just hate shit like (laughs) 
<laughs> so he's an experimental composer. He's a okay. very famous, very famous. I think uh, that came through on a song I listened to and I was like, I don't fucking get it. Uh, the ex-French t-shirt heavily played on MTV. Never heard before. In love with that song. I, much like chocolate. I don't know if I love it as much, but um, yeah, I realize they say the same thing for three minutes. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, the main vocal line, right? Yeah. Because so what I love about that song is not just that it's a really interesting, very interesting and well-written vocal line. It's that that is the song. So like halfway through. Not even halfway, like it's basically the one, song. one third in. Yeah. yeah. So all the instruments decide to play. Hey, we're all just going to play one note and the vocals are going to be the song. Yes. So it's this really long, extremely complex vocal line that just repeats. And it's a, it's super odd time signature. It's very oddly paced and, and the rhythms of it are very strange. But after like, you know, six times of it, it start you start to pick up what the rhythm is and where it stops and starts. Cause mm-hmm. um, with a song that with a vocal and that complicated, it takes at least a few listens. So by the time it hits like the 12th time, you're like, this is actually quite melodic. Yes. And then it keeps going on. I was like, fuck, this is really interesting. And then it fades off. It fades out on that same thing. So it's like, it's, it's always in my head. It's yeah. always in my head. It's weird. Cause it's not a main course. No, it's just the song. Cause yeah, the, the like it's too long for a main course and then it's like if you only have the one part of it it doesn't work as well as the whole phrasing yeah yeah it's 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 super proggy and then even after he's singing the line for like two minutes then like all the harmonies come in and then it just feel it packs it you know packs it up and it feels all big and full uh it's just fucking gorgeous it's one of the it's obviously one of their best songs and mm. i i i fucking really like it a lot <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but that's not the only good thing on here this is so unsurprisingly their best production i think it's the best production ever yes um i would agree with that now not only is everything super crisp and even his vocals are mixed perfectly in the song but they just feel good like there there's there's a ton of weird riffs on gang of dollar sign gang of money i'm assuming it's whatever I, yeah gang of dollar sign and it's oh, but man. it feels rad it feels good they just they're, they're weird crazy wonky riffs like nine fingers on you weird it's still like the most regular song but it just feels good it's, mm-hmm. i don't know it, it's a very I, I couldn't tell you how to make this kind of production there's a a balance of ugly things and pretty things on here although i some of the pretty stuff doesn't work for me. Like what? Um, I and this is blasphemy. I know it's blasphemy. Uh, number no room number no room nine in Kentucky. Yeah, you don't like that song. I I really like that song. Although it might grow on me. It might fu- that. <laughs> it's so nice. I was never bored with this band. I was indifferent, but I was never bored. That was the first song where I'm like, I'm bored. Are you serious? I fucking love because I was already smitten because right before that is X French T-shirt. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm, I'm I fuck, and then that song comes. On, I'm like, all right. It starts up with like a very somber acoustic ballad and then it goes into this fucking heart melting goodness yeah love it oh no i i think i definitely like the harder stuff on here more and it's just like the opening track gang of money nine fingers on you even ex french t-shirt uh shaka shaka Shaka. yeah 
That's pretty Shaka, good. Shaka, yeah. That's a good song. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I love so many songs on here, like fucking Kissy Penny. I think it's like, it's all over the place, but it's just, I don't know. And then Earthquakes Come Home took took a while to grow on me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very dichotomous, you know. It's, uh, it has like these really melodic lines uh, in a space spaced in between these this abrasive horseshit pretty pretty much <laughs> but it, it, it won me over and then uh other songs like sweet year old where i don't really know how i feel about it i like it i liked it a lot more on my first listen than i did on my second third and stuff interesting because it's quiet it's brooding it's very cool but it's just there's so much wrong yeah <laughs> like, like even craig's intentionally wrong notes they do work in this weird kind of unsettling kind of you know way i guess but it's just a, it's just a strange song it's a strange album yeah I it's have, one of the yeah craziest major label debuts it blows my fucking mind like i couldn't i have no idea how they wrote these songs like because i'm obsessed with, with writing and all that shit so i always like try to contemplate how something is written and there's very few instances where I'm like, I have no idea. Yeah. I have yeah. no or, idea. How- like, where's the jumping off point <laughs> yeah, for this song? There's, there's such crazy riffs. It's like, I, I don't, because like, you listen to the, the main riffs of, of some of these fucking songs and it's like, where, oh. where, when they were fiddling, say, Craig was fiddling with this riff on guitar. Yeah. Where was it where he was like, oh, that's something. Like there, I couldn't t- I tell you yeah. where the riff ended, where he was like, oh, it's, like, it's just, it's just so ugly. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder how many people like heard them on MTV, bought this album and actually liked it. I, yeah. wa- I want to know. And there's no way to find out. I want to know like what the ratio is. Of- it can't be good. It can't <laughs> be good. There's no well, way. Well, obviously not. Cause then the, other one would have been different huge, yeah. but yeah uh uh but a few more highlights own me fucking love own me i think it's i think it's craig's i don't want to say it's the strongest vocal performance but it might be my might be my favorite vocal performance in this period love it i love the way he sounds on there i think um all the things that he tries to do for the most part i think just sort of land on that one more there's a lot of like uh, switching octaves, he'll do. He'll sing the line in one octave, then he'll do the octave higher, and then when he goes, oh, he goes full on like <laughs> opera at some point. It's like it sounds, it works, it sounds fucking great. Also, uh, weird looking dude. Weird looking dude, right? He's it's got like, like a bald head he and a an, goatee, and like he has an an alien bald head. He yes. doesn't have like a regular bald. He has an alien head with only sideburns. I believe. Yeah. There's, there's no hair, there's no beard. Well, there's like a goatee, okay. but it's just sideburns, triangles, and then a goatee. Yeah, weird looking dude. <laughs> Strange guy. I like him though. <laughs> uh, in uh, on my first listen, bitch ass Apple Apple Music skipped Trackstar. Ooh. And I went on my second listen. I'm like, wait a minute, this is a different Where song. Was it? Yeah. It's What's a sec- this? Second to last song. Uh, and I, it's fucking awesome. It's one of my favorite songs of theirs. Period. It's fucking crazy it's, it's super long it's very moody the darkest mm. most um i think it's like their best dark song period okay you know, the, okay in terms of them going a little bit edgier um it has a lot of experimental uh stuff it's like really minimal a lot of light guitar work light vocal stuff and it drags on for like too long right in the middle of the song but it works for you. It still works. Still, uh, the outro of it is fucking awesome. I, I think it's a fucking amazing song. Um, but it does end with full body anchor, which I think is a huge mistake. 
It's not very memorable. No. I would agree with that. Yeah, it should have ended with Trackstar. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That would have been the stronger. This, it's, I don't know, man. This, this writing is fucking bonkos. I have no idea how yeah, this thing was made. I'm, I'm sure smarter people could do a whole podcast about this album. And they should. And they should, goddammit. But a um, little bit of a, a hiatus for the band here because Worden would go on to battle. Wedrin. Wedrin. Yeah. Uh, we'd go on to battle Hodgkin's disease. Yikes. Uh, but, you know, he's, you know, hit remission. He got cleared. <sighs> Man. Still alive. Still, yeah, he's still in remission, right? Oh, uh-huh. yeah. I'm still alive. <laughs> you hear okay. that, Craig? That's for you. That's, that's for you. That's for you, buddy. So, uh, yeah, bit of a break between albums here for obvious reasons. Bad timing. Bad Sounds timing. Like. Bad, bad timing. But we still got one left, one more album left. So this one, yeah, if you have any interest in the band, this is kind of you you have to get here at some point because it's just too fucking crazy not to hear. So Alex is best, my best time, personal favorite. But now, last album. This is 1997's 50,000 B.C. It's like okay. Okay. What's up, Pat? I think Craig's voice is pretty good on this album. I think he, he found a good voice. Yeah. I mean, this is the most pop thing ever. But it's pretty pop. I think it's a good song, though. It has very subtle frog elements. It's a good main riff. It's a little odd. And at this point, I was like, all right. All right. I can see where this is. This could be a good album. And then. And then worst, least favorite for me. Yeah. And I don't even think it's <laughs> even a bad album per se. I don't think it's that bad. No, it's not that bad. But I think in the scheme of things, if I had to. I don't think I'm going to come back to this. I one. will not come back to this album. And, and even though I didn't leave hating it, looking at my notes, like I color code the songs I like versus the ones I don't like. Yeah. A lot of colors I don't like on here. <laughs> like, <laughs> holy shit, dude. Fucking. Because I, I thought it was because that song, I thought it was a pretty, pretty solid opener. It's like it's clearly more pop, pop, I guess, and more alternative rock, whatever mm-hmm. the 90s rock. It still has their, their spin on it. And then right after you get the re-recording of Red House, which I think is objectively better only because Craig's voice is so much more confident now. He's got a better I, range. He's not doing, he's not dipping into falsetto so often anymore. Yeah. He, I, I don't know why we got that. It's, it's a bit unnecessary, but is. I do agree. This is the better version. Not enough to like warrant yeah. a whole new, it's better, but it fits in. It's cool. It's still an amazing song. I don't, again they didn't need to do that they didn't they didn't need to but so those two songs i'm like okay this probably is, is gonna be fine and then beauty strike comes i'm like okay now now this is where that's borderline pop punk it's yeah. it's exactly it, it's they, so it's so in the d- complete opposite direction of the last album they said the label told them they wanted more songs like semi sonics closing time 
So garbage. I guess. I, I don't, I don't know. Throw, throw clothes in time under the bridge. It gets stuck in my head I, to this it, day. It's a very catchy song. All right, let's just, just be real. It's a very catchy song. <laughs> I want a thousand closing times. <laughs> oh, no. I want an opener of closing time. But I want an opening time. <laughs> I want a fucking lunchtime. Lunchtime, dinner time, all the times. Morris Day in the time. Oh, that's the only time <laughs> worth mentioning. Goddamn. Uh, so... Uh, I think so. Uh, you know, there's so many songs I don't like. I'm gonna start with the ones I do like. Okay. Uh, saddest day of my life. I thought it was a bit on the nose for a ballad. Literally called "Saddest Day of My Life," but it's fine. That's it's objectively pretty good. It's actually it has some good ass shit. There's a lot of country western, even Latin influences in there. It's got a great there's chorus too. Some some big star in there. Some Bruce Springsteen yeah. things I like on their own, and they're really not that far. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if it works for me, though. She's a Skull. It's fine. I think it has some of the best guitar work on the album. It has like some zany production, too. It's I liked how zany. <laughs> liked how zany. I was like, what's this? This isn't a misfit song. What are we doing here? It, wacky. May, it pro- maybe doesn't even belong on the album. But, Probably not. But for how wacky it is, it, I, get, it gets a hit for I, me. I dug it as well. Yeah. And Hop on One Foot. I don't think anybody else will like that song, but I found my... You like it? I'm surprised. It's, not fuzzy. Any, it's fuzzy. It's a weird song. Yeah. It's weird. It's, you, you found the one other person who uh, likes that song. It's the only song that channels the dissonance of the last album. Yes. It's the only yeah. one that actually... Like, you know what? Fuck it. We'll hit some wrong notes. Everything else in here plays it safe. And and by that, I do mean... It, it plays it safe in terms of... Um, it sounds like they're trying to, to to shock and blast their audience. Mm. You know, they're trying to hit a bigger demographic or something because one, obviously that's more straightforward is the proggy stuff and mad stuff is almost gone completely. Yes. It's all very pleasant and radio friendly for the most part. And then the other thing is it's the most, it has the most variation of any album in terms of genre, genre mm. hopping, but in ways that are never interesting or well-written. I think I think that nailed yes that nails it where it this is technically very diverse but where it loses me is kind of going dipping into the well of like 1950s ballads yeah oh i mean all eyes are different is That's that what you're talking about exactly what i'm yeah. talking about yeah and then i feel like Kiss a Mac of Pass Action. Oh, Kisses Mac of Pass Action. Yeah. And Resident Wine kind of follow that. You do. Although I do feel like a little bit of a hypocrite because I was listening to All Eyes Are Different uh, on a second time. And I was like, you know who would kill this song? And I'd fucking love it. Charles Bradley. Uh, maybe. Okay, never mind. He's too soul. He's too soul. But Mike Patton. Oh, yeah. If uh, like. Yeah. And yeah. Oh, we're doing however you say his name um Redrin, yeah very different but they're like eccentric vocalists yeah i think mike Patton is like the king of that though he is um, the king of that and it's only because he's so in my opinion uh because he's completely mastered the like the fundamentals like he's yeah. um, he's a master vocalist by all the training that you're supposed to go through to be a, a great vocalist yes. and then he breaks all the rules by doing his yeah, because I think about like the uh, that song made me think about the Faith No More version of uh, Easy. Oh, it's a great cover. It's almost 
unchanged. It's actually the mo- the thing they changed <laughs> is they just cut off a verse. That's like all they changed about the original. They really don't change that much. Yeah. But there's something about like patents. And same thing. I think if like Mike Patton were to cover, yeah, uh, what's it? All eyes. Yeah. Well, the Mike Patton version would win 10 times out of 10. Uh, it's just our fucking patent bias. Yeah. But uh, I still, yeah, I, I I feel like in terms of like them, like, oh, let's try something a little bit more doo-wop inspired. Mm-hmm. It just, it doesn't feel unique and it drags the album down. And then I feel like that happens a lot with bands we listen to. Some reason at the end, they decide to just fucking, oh, let's venture into like the 1950s just try something you know it'll be fun oh like that it's, it's always it's yeah i think because both uh, covers are pink there's nothing it there's really nothing in common but like that the like most recent newer dolls album oh that god i mean this is better this is way better way than that. better but it's kind of like the same attitude i guess that one's worse because like they clearly had nothing left <laughs> yeah there's <laughs> nothing left in the tank but shudder to think they're they're trying yeah there. Uh, and i still they're not like bad songwriters or songwriters or anything it's just i feel like they just like left what they w- were better at and what they were clearly more in, interested in doing i don't know if they weren't interested in writing these types of songs but it certainly doesn't feel that excited no, no, they do not want to write closing time. The yeah. label should have been like, we want another smooth. Although I don't know if smooth came. No, smooth, smooth wasn't, wasn't out yet. Yeah, they should have you gone in the future. And they should like, have gone into the future. Stole Rob Thomas. Give us smooth. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> People will be talking about that. I can't believe song. how how immortalized that song became it's 21 years later i can't believe it and i hate it so much i can't believe that song has lasted this long i remember when it came out and i hated it then i liked it when it came out i liked it when it came out we we talked about this a little bit on a patreon episode i fucking thought i hated it and i'm back to love Oh, oh, give me your God. heart. Make it real. Oh, let's forget about it. Okay. Fucking God damn it. <laughs> so anyways, Supernatural by Santana is a wonderful album. <laughs> one day. Oh, it's going to happen it, one it day. It will happen one day. Oh, Lord. Uh, but yeah, uh, I didn't think it was the worst, but I could definitely see it. Uh, I don't feel inclined to go back. It was definitely obviously a letdown compared to the craziness of the, the previous album. Yeah. And also like, ah, oh, man, this is what they ended on. Huh? They fucking, all right. They uh, ran out of steam on this one. Yeah. And then the following year, Larson would leave. And I guess they were like, oh, if we don't have Larson, fuck it. Let's just end the band. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And then, yeah, we talked about it at the beginning. They'd go on to do their, you know, scores for movies, TV shows, all that. There'd be like little, little semi reunions mm-hmm. here and there. Finally got a proper reunion. Oh, 2013. Very nice. Very nice. And then it hasn't happened since. That was a while ago. That's almost 10 years ago at this point. Holy yes. <gasps> God, I remember 2013. Uh, yeah, I'm such a poser. I think if someone was like, oh, I got tickets shuttered to think, I'd be like, oh, yeah, fuck it. 
Just to say, like, I'd see him. I'll saw him <laughs> off. Sure, for sure. Uh, as long as they never play anything off of 50,000 BC or Funeral at the Movies. And that's not true. That one has some pretty pretty good bangers. You know what? You know what? Just, yeah. Just play chocolate so I could go home early. <laughs> play Red House for me. <laughs> no, no. I do like more songs than those, but fucking weird band. I didn't know what exactly what I was expecting, but. I was this expecting the run of the mill. It's going to be punk. Yeah. Or Fugazi adjacent. And although you can hear the Fugazi influences a little bit, I would not call them Fugazi adjacent. No, just, I mean, looking at Pony Express record, it's just, so, it does seem like, how the hell did this one get made? It just seems so wildly complicated and different and strange. <laughs> I in a band that overall wrote pretty hooky poppy songs yeah i gotta google what the other other discord band is that got signed to a major you know what i'm gonna look that up because right yeah now. on the page it was like one of two discord bands i'm like so you're gonna tell me what the other one is no all right i'm not gonna look it up either i'm gonna make mike do it in real time so our listeners have to suffer What you got? Uh, What's the Google say? uh, Oh, here we go. What is it? What's the other band? And this one, it's going to be a, well, it's for me. It's a, oh, no shit. I hope it's like that for you too. Jawbox. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's a no shit for me. Like I've, I've, I've seen that name so, so much. Mm-hmm. Oh fuck! We got to cover Jawbox now. <laughs> we just there said it, it, so now someone's gonna request yeah. it. I, I still want to hear them, but that, that's one of those bands that if I find someone who's into like, like uh, basically the same stuff that I'm into, or like likes a lot of weird, uh, ulti ninety stuff, they always have Jawbox. Jawbox in the in that rotation. It all comes back to Jawbox. It sure does. It's but like a character on Lost returning to the island. I've not seen that show. I hear it ends poorly, but before that, pretty cool. You know what? I'm for Lost beginning to end. Uh, it's not, you know, it's not breaking bad. Nothing's it's breaking bad. Settle down here. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I guess that's I guess that's it. Yeah. So thank you all so much it. for listening and watching. Let's do a little recap. Uh, for me, personal favorite, get your goat. Love how ugly it is. Pony Express, best album. And again, none of these albums won me over out of the gate. Just like a fucking disease that bubbled up inside me. I was like, you know what? And then I'll yeah, let him sit with you. Yeah, worst least favorite, uh, 50,000 BC. For me, Funeral at the Movies, worst least favorite. How can you call it an album? It's 20 minutes long, the misfits, you sons of bitches. Uh, but, you know, it's just, just, I love, I like two songs on there and that's like a, nah, it's not enough really. Uh, Also my least favorite. Did I say least favorite as well? Probably did. Either way. Uh, Pony Express record, best personal favorite. We've talked a lot about it. You probably won't like it on first listen. Give it some time. It's crazy. Yes. I don't think anybody, uh, and we've covered weird bands. If we did like it on first listen. Yeah. Yeah. If you're one of those people, let us know. 
Yeah. But I mean, you got to listen to fucking Express T-shirt. Like, if you don't like that song, then multiple I, I, times, though, don't the once you're going to be like, it's a 90s song. It is not, not a 90s song. It's not a 90s song. It's so much more than that. It sounds a lot like it, but I promise you it's not. Yeah. Uh, but. Thank you all so much for listening and watching and supporting and for buying the merch. Uh, look, just, just showing you one more time, showing one more time. Uh, you know, you can follow all the stuff, subscribe if you would like. You can touch the like button if you would you'd like that too. And the like button's also cool with that. And Spotify playlist on Shutter to Think. You'll find a link in the description as well as playlists associated with every other episode. Patreon.com slash every album ever if you want to suggest an artist for us to actually cover instead of <clears throat> hoping that we'll get we will get to the email because we i keep getting good e- requests from emails yeah please keep sending emails they're good ass requests it's just fucking when can i squeeze it in how can we squeeze it in these are long discographies these are i want to song i feel like we're we're down here <laughs> right now we need to like oh we in terms to- of like motivation uh, we're like Oh yeah, we're down here. We need to like. <laughs> I'll, well, I need to send us to a Tony Robbins seminar. Or something yeah, like that. yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, Patreon uh, tier two patrons get to fucking jump the line and make sure that we get to it just the same way uh, Nick did for this episode. So thank you, Nick, once again for uh, getting us to listen to Shutter to Think because I it would have been a long time before we got around to them. <clears throat> uh, this I'm the shuddering thinking about never hearing the band before, never hearing them. What the hell else? Oh, yeah, you can follow me on all them. You can follow me on Twitch, on Instagram, and Twitter at PounderMonkey. And you can follow Alex at MotherPuncture on the Instagrams. I have other handles. I don't, they, they all vary from platform to platform, but Instagram's definitely the best place to get at me. That's the one. That's the one. And if there's, Something else I'm forgetting. Um, I'm you know what? Up. I'm going to plug the uh, Screaming at a Wall podcast one more time. One more time. One more time. My friend John Guerra. Uh, I think that's how you say his name. What? A- <laughs> yeah. He reviews albums on there. They interview interesting people. They interviewed a man who was in prison and ended up being a millionaire. So. Ooh, oh, what's some of that guy got? Yeah. They interviewed a bank robber. T- very interesting. <laughs> Wait, why is it called Screaming at a Wall? Why is it named after a Minor Threat song? I don't know what's going on there. I need to listen to a full episode, but because John's on there and I love John, I'm just going to like listen to it. I thought it was a music podcast. Well, they cover it. Yeah, uh, but they also. Here's this bank robber. (laughs) Yeah, they interview these like personality. Wild. Show show an ex-convict Minor Threat. Just sit there with him. Yeah, yeah. So weird podcasts. Uh, good, good friend who does album reviews, and uh, I'm sure he's listened to my year end list. And this, like you motherfucker, that's like ninety percent me. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rat. So I think that's all the plugs, unless I forgot something. But whatever, it's all good. We have other episodes to fix things. But for now, what we, what's last? What are we doing? I feel like you were. So slightly more passionate about this band than I am, so I'm going to give it to you. So, I'm troubled. I'm very conflicted because as much as I want to put X French t-shirt because it's the song, yeah. and it's a great song, it's also the obvious everyone's favorite. I don't... So, what I'm going to do, what I'm going to do right here, I'm going to say, fuck y'all, y'all can listen to that song in your own time because we put in some 
Pebbles on. Oh, shit. That's a good one. That oh, is a good shit. one. Yeah. So thank you all so much for listening and watching. See ya. Traffic